0: I remember you. 6.57 p.m. on the East Coast of the 25th day of October. October almost done. I told you guys to hold on tight because it was going to go by too quick. It's already February 10th of next year. It's already February 10th. Two years from now, 2024 is what I meant. February is always It's going to be next year. Anyway, it uh, should be a great show tonight. I I was going to do a little bit extra on troll activism because I thought that this was just an incredible little show uh, showdown between Alex Stein and these Bolshevik little children uh, on the c- campus of Penn State. And plenty to be said about it. And who knows? Maybe, maybe if we manage the clock while well, we can still get around to it. But I, want, I have a few things I want to do. I want to talk a little bit more about what's happening to Kanye West now because now the flattening he, he's been put into the garbage compactor Okay In the Death Star and the walls are the wall. They're trying to squeeze the life out of him. And we're gonna talk uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that Have some things to read some things to play uh, If we I, I hope after that we at least have some time to get into this this user-generated thread about superpowers Do you have a superpower? In the second half i'm going to welcome tyler tyler william of secret nature cbd on with us around 8 15 or so i'd like to i'd like to talk to him about i'd like to talk to him about uh cannabis cultivation and a few other things there that i i just started thinking of ideas for a conversation like that when um when the white house made those empty those empty offerings political offerings and pardons for people who just a class of people who just do not exist in federal prison and that are uh, that is uh people who are in there serving time for simple possession of cannabis which not the case so uh it made for a headline but i just wanted to take that opportunity to talk about the real stigma is there one so won't be a long call but wanted to throw something else in there Tomorrow night, Jay Gulinello should be in, and we're going to be talking about what happened up in Martha's Vineyard with with the, the health retreat. I want to talk to him about cleanses. You know, you've all heard about cleanses this long, especially organ cleanses. You ever you ever drink milk thistle for your for your liver? Um, you ever drink? I actually uh, drank milk thistle for a few months when I was having some um, autoimmune issues with my with my skin I had a little bit of uh, alopecia in my beard right at my chin uh well maybe 5 or 6 years ago and the milk thistle was actually a, a big part of it coming back pretty quick and but I want to talk to him about that lung cleanses colon cleanses all that stuff uh what's the deal do, do do people have to just hook themselves up to to one thing or another multiple times a year or is there something easier. I don't know. Plenty of other topics I have written down. I'm probably even forgetting. But that will be with Jay tomorrow night. That'll be good. Another nutrition night. On the 7th we've got Brooks Agnew coming back. So it's going to be a science night. This time I want to ask him a little bit about Antarctica. Some of the anomalies down there. Uh, UFOs. Maybe questions about hypothetical transitions from uh, so-called fossil fuels into more renewable resources that that actually could sustain the life that we're we're used to having we'll see where that goes but we're going to go from a nutrition night to a science night they're both kind of sciency and then john de souza comes on friday night to talk about paranormal investigations and his latest work that he's done with david politis with the latest missing 411 installation so that's going to be or installment i should say that should be great Terrific stuff. And then this Saturday we're going to be watching Spookies here in studio. My father will be here. Maybe, uh, maybe Nick Gionta, another cast member of Spookies. Anthony won't be here. I don't think Matt will be here. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't think Mike will be. I, I don't. It might just be me and my father. And it should be a lot of fun, though. Should be a lot of fun. I hope you're hanging out. Maybe we'll 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 carve a small pumpkin or something like that. We've done that in years past. All right, uh, what else we have? That's all. Let's jump into it, and let's get to our, uh, tonight is, it's a Tuesday, right? I want to thank Secret SecretNatureCBD, SecretNatureCBD.com. Well, you're going to hear from Tyler later on, so just know SecretNatureCBD.com, use promo code FRANKLY for 20% off, and the rest will speak for itself. Yes, indeed, it will. Okay, so where we go from here? Where do we go from here? We're going to USA Today. That's where we're going. Oh, that's a blank screen. Here we go. Amazon delivery driver found dead after suspected dog attack at a Missouri home. Wow. Um, Authorities in Missouri are investigating after an Amazon delivery driver was found dead in a suspected animal attack Monday night. The victim, a man 49 or 40 or 50 years old, 49 or 50, was found dead outside a home in Excelsior Springs, about 30 miles north of Kansas City. Ray County Sheriff Ray Childers told the USA Today, USA Today, deputies responded to the home around 7 p.m. after neighbors reported that an Amazon van had been parked outside the residence for several hours. There, he said deputies found a man's body in the yard, along with two dogs, a German shepherd and what appeared to be a Mastiff. The man's wounds, the sheriff said, were consistent with an animal attack. When my deputies arrived on the scene, they entered a shut gate and the two dogs approached them aggressively. The deputy shot and injured one of the dogs, he said, and both animals ran inside the home. Childers said when he arrived in the scene, he could hear the dogs inside the home and saw blood on a dog door. The dogs were found inside the home where the sheriff said he, uh, he fatally shot both animals. Due to the nature of some of the injuries of the driver, we can't confirm if the dogs caused the driver's death. However, we wanted to be safe, so just just kill them. Ask questions later. Police kill a lot of dogs every year. It's one of their favorite things to do. But this is incredible. It's very sad. You never think. Well, listen. Who, whoever thinks that you're going you're going to work one day, you're not coming home. But it's always, it always gets more and more and morbid as you hear the details of how one death or another occurs. To go out to work and not come home because you got mauled by dogs on a delivery. Jeez. So, um, at the time, the owners were out of town. The dogs were not de- neglected. However, the incident remained under investigation. Put those damn things in a kennel. Although if they were home, what would the what what would the difference be? I guess. Waukesha. The murder suspects this um, this Daryl Brooks guy, absolute psychopath animal. He claims that the a, a record a recall from Ford Ford the motor company was to blame for the massacre of parade goers. Listen to this. During the trial of Waukesha Parade Massacre suspect Daryl Brooks on Monday, Brooks, who represents himself, called for all charges against him to be dropped due to a recall on the vehicle used in the parade attack. I believe that a Brady claim should be visited because there were in fact recalls on the vehicle In fact, there were recalls on the Ford Escape model from 2008 to 2010 In regards to the throttle body malfunctioning and causing the vehicles to accelerate and not be able to be stopped said Brooks In between uh, staring Staring angrily at the judge Making her feel so uncomfortable that she has to She has to pause For recess and um, yeah, so it, w- it was the car that made him a racist animal, blinded by murderous rage. That's that's the that's the latest. You can you can add that one to the list of excuses now. Now, crazy thing is that if he was being tried in Washington D.C., that might actually get him acquitted. That might actually do the trick. But there is a class action lawsuit where Ford Company was were sued. Because of this, and most vehicles, those vehicle models from the year 2008 to 2010 were recalled, and that is very important information in regards to the vehicle in question being a Ford Escape 2010. So, uh, uh, Judge Jennifer Darrow says, okay, so what's your request, sir? My request is to find out if Officer Schultz knew, to find out if the prosecution knew that the vehicles were recalled because of this malfunctioning throttle body. Yes, but you see... Whereas a throttle body might malfunction, it's not a racist, murderous animal. That's the whole thing there. That's the whole thing. You see. So um, I don't know. It doesn't look like he has uh, doesn't look like uh, he has a, a a great shot at getting off. But I can't believe that this has gone on for as long as it has. Still, that's in the background. All right, Hillary Clinton, justthenews.com, Hillary Clinton warns Republicans are planning to literally steal the next presidential election, so the pre-election deniers are at it again. You see, there's no, there is no result that is legitimate in which a Republican wins, Okay. Not know what, that should be a tip-off as to what kind of a reality we live in and what kind of psychopaths you're up against, that in itself. So she's warning that they're literally planning to steal the next presidential election, and it keeps her up at night. You hear about that? It keeps her up at night, not a not a lifetime worth of misdeeds and abuse of the most innocent. Yeah, that keeps her up at night. Former Democratic ne- uh, uh, nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Former Democrat presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is claiming that Republican Party is engaged in a conspiracy plot to rig the 2024 election race, claiming that GOP is literally planning to steal that election from voters. Uh... The former Secretary of State made the declaration last week in a video uploaded to social media addressing indivisibles or members of the far left indivisible political action movement. Clinton broached the topic she claimed was keeping me up at night. I know we're all focused on losing the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important, but we also have to look ahead, because you know what? our opponent certainly, our opponents certainly are. Well, I mean, uh, you have a Democrat in office for the next two and a half years, or however long it is. And you also, for the time being, have majorities in both houses and the entirety of the administrative state are company men and women who walk in lockstep with people like hillary clinton so tell me when you have people at CISA over there saying that 2020 was the most secure that we've ever had an election and that was with donald trump in office at the head of the executive branch then what the hell could possibly happen to steal the election in 2024 with you guys having been in charge for I mean I mean I mean at least four years because we know that there was a lot that Donald Trump was never in charge of, so anyway, like I say, the pre-election deniers they're at it again, the most dangerous animals on the planet they're at it again, and the telegraphing has begun uh, i I don't know who the hell knows. Ash Carter, defense chief who opened combat to women, as reported by the AP, he dies. He was 68 years old. He had a heart attack. He ended a ban on transgender people serving the military, too. So thank you, Ash Carter, for making us infinitely more deadly. And now he's dead. heart attack. A lot of people dying of heart attacks. Signs of the Times, SOTT.net. Speaking of could be dead tomorrow, Biden uh, said that about himself. U.S. President Joe Biden admitted he could drop dead tomorrow while trying to reassure American voters that he still has enough energy to run for office again in 2024, even though half a Democrat said, no, don't, you're not, please don't. Which you, I mean, the, the line here, the narrative is that he has done an incredible job better than almost all contemporary presidents, which is a huge slap in the face to the to the uh, the, the uh, venerable uh, Barack Obama. Of course, saying that this man got 81 million votes and crushing Barack Obama was a huge slap in the face as well, but they don't care because uh, every day is just a battle that needs to be won uh, no matter what it makes the battle from the day before look like. In a clip from an interview with MSNBC released on Sunday, Biden, 79 years old, was asked what he would tell Americans that were not sure whether he should take re-election because of his advanced age. I think it's a legitimate thing to be concerned about anyone's age, including mine, um, describing himself as a great respecter of fate. I could get a disease tomorrow. I could, you know, drop dead tomorrow. (laughs) It's uh, It's a great way of campaigning for yourself. Um, However, Biden went on to say that the best way to make the judgment about his health is to watch him No, don't watch him. That was that's the worst way You know, am I slowing up? Do I not have the same pace? You don't have a pace You're sput You're a sputtering mess a sputtering stuttering stumbling wandering mess That's the worst one thing after another please please if you're trying to get reelected even though you didn't get elected in the first place you were inaugurated don't tell people to actually a- analyze you physically that that would be horrible but who cares who cares and speaking of speaking of some really huge news truly huge news actually i'm going to save this for after the uh, the intro so everybody please send this out Far and wide, whether you're watching it live or on demand, you can send your super chats and all the thoughts that may cross your mind to quite frankly, That is the universal one. There's also the native super chats on Foxhole, which is on quite frankly.tv. There's Rumble Rants. There's uh, Rockfin Tips. So, um, however, you want to engage with the show and text in instead of calling in, then please feel free. Thank you so much for the support. We'll be right back. Please share the show. That's the best way that you can, you can sponsor without, without putting down a dime. Just a couple of clicks, and you would help me out immensely. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere.
1: You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay?
2: Let's ride!
0: All right. Who's watching on QuiteFrankly.tv? Well, I hope you have a good night. I don't know when we're going to be playing uh, Frank's Picks, whether it's going to be tonight or Thursday night. Maybe I'll, I'll get the confirmation on that soon. It has to be maybe Thursday so I can put some promotion behind it. I couldn't do Frank's picks on Sunday night. I submitted it to Abe when we were having some problems on a tech angle. So all of the programming I had curated for that night, it's going to be on Thursday. And I made it nice and spooky. Anywho, I want to get to some big news. And it's very, very big news. So what do we have in New York? We have a huge decision passed down from our state Supreme Court, New York State Supreme Court reinstates all fired unvaccinated employees, orders back pay, says the state violated rights acted arbitrarily and capricious and notes that quote, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. Now, I, I I have looked all through this, and I did not see anything that says, whether it be state employees, it says all employees. So I, I got to see if there is something in there that I'm missing. But every iteration of this, man, you remember when people were cheering the death of the unvaccinated wherever it happened for one reason or another? Boy, oh boy, there's an old, old, maybe maybe season one, two, or three of, of, of South park where they were making fun of people who are stupid enough for buying like volcano or lava insurance. And, um, especially in a place where there are no volcanoes, but they also put out this crazy, this crazy, you know, comical public service announcement of how to survive a lava attack. And they would say duck in cover That's right, duck and cover. And in the PSAs there, it looks like it was some old PSA, um, you had people ducking and pulling their hat down over their head, and you just see the lava crawl over on top of them and leaving them untouched. And there you go, duck and cover. You get rid of the lava. That is exactly, that is everybody who took this shot and actually believed that that's what they were doing. It It just goes to show how fucking gullible people are. I said it before, if you were to put $5 billion, $5 billion behind anybody, anybody that goes and claims that you, you can have a government, you know, a pharmaceutical company and their friends in the FDA get together, you have a $5 billion um, product, and you can go out there and you can tell people that if you just, that urine, urine will re-go, grow hair. You would at least have 75 million people guzzling their own pee the next day. At least 75 million people would start guzzling their own pee the next day. That's what we have learned about all this stuff. To think what was done. This is so great coming out of New York State. Um, here's a headline from Fox. New York Supreme Court reinstates all employees fired for being unvaccinated and orders back pay. They found that being vaccinated does not stop the spread of COVID-19. Not only did did we find that it does not stop the spread of COVID-19, we just recently found out that they never tested, they never tested the ability. Oh my gosh. Rachel Maddow should be slapped with at least a few billion dollar lawsuits. If Alex Jones got to pay a billion dollars, Rachel Maddow alone, you should give her a billion dollars for each blinking eye. The New York State Supreme Court has reinstated all employees who were fired for not being vaccinated, ordering back pay and saying their rights had been violated. The court found Monday that being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. New York City Mayor Eric Adams claims earlier this year that his administration would not rehire employees who had been fired over their vaccination status. New York City alone fired roughly 1,400 employees for being unvaccinated earlier this year after the city adopted a vaccine mandate under former Mayor Bill de Blasio. Many of those fired were police officers and firefighters and nurses. We lost a lot of nurses and doctors um, that were sidelined in this state in the middle of a so-called medical emergency. They wanted all those, all those people that they were, uh, that they were praising and encouraging to do TikTok dance videos just a year before. FDNY Uniform F- uh, Firefighters Association President Andrew Ansbrough. Ansbrough. An FDNY Uniformed Fire Officers Association President Lieutenant James McCarthy condemned Adams earlier this year after the mayor allowed an exception to the vaccine mandate for athletes and performers, even as firefighters were still being fired over their status. The pair called on the city to expand the exception to all New Yorkers. Quote, we are here to say that we support the revocation of the vaccine mandate and the mayor announced, uh, that the mayor announced on Thursday, McCarthy said. We think that it should be extended as well. We support the revocation of the mandate for the athletes and the performers that work in New York City. We think that the people that work for New York City should also have the mandate relocated for them. If you're going to remove the vaccine mandate for certain people in the city, you need to remove it for everybody in the city, Ansbro said. If you're going to follow the science, science is going to tell you there isn't any danger right now. And putting hundreds of firefighters, police officers, and other emergency workers out of work is not the best interest of the city. It's not safe. Now, we will see what goes on here, who's going to try to appeal, but uh, it's it's the state Supreme Court. If we are going to live in a federalist system, if we're going to live in the United States of America, this is the be-all, end-all for New York. There is no higher court. That's it. Now, as far as for Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams dragging his feet, I hope, I hope that they come down heavy on him and that New York City is ordered to take them back and ordered to, to, to pay out the millions of dollars in back pay. Millions. I hope it breaks the city's fucking back because it's all their fault. It was their fault that they broke the city's back into be, uh, to begin with, forcing everybody into hiding in 2020, making the damn place a ghost town, and then after we moved on to the civil rights portion of our scam, the mid part of 2020 then turning the city into a breeding ground for crime that could not be faced for one reason or another and uh and we all took knees instead so i um i i hope that this really i hope that there is no out i hope there's no out for new york city and eric adams i hope there's no out i hope they have to pay it all and i uh and i have to i have to keep my eyes open and keep reading on this because that's tremendous for everybody in this state and I salute everybody that held their ground and just stayed there until they were told to leave. Good. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Daily Mail. Daily Mail. This is the... Oh, oh and one last thing here, too. I want to direct everybody to quitefrankly.tv on the blog section because Tom Carroll, quite frankly, writer went and turned uh, a uh, doc keck as you all you all have heard doc keck call into the show if you hang out in the discord you've seen doc keck hanging out there um he has a vaccine lawsuit in virginia that is moving right along and it is an incredible lawsuit it is uh pretty watertight and it's moving along in virginia and um we have just published a blog on quitefrankly.tv about the lawsuit. It is a blog that will be updated from time to time. It, it, it That means that the same blog will be updated as new things happen. And um, I just think it would be good to reiterate the importance of the audience becoming engaged in whatever way that they can in these fights. Doc Keck, um, a great example of that in this regard. you got to go check it out, what he's been doing behind the scenes. And he has been diligent about staying on it. That is a great, you know, and and another great way of doing that is to actually use the, quite frankly, forum. Um, Anyone can put their thoughts out there, and sometimes it can even lead to a segment on the show. Always remember that. So go and check out that, the vaccine lawsuit that Doc Keck has been on top of for a while now, and it's starting to really move and shake in the state of Virginia. He's one of our own, so support him. Uh, All right, so now we've got Kanye West. This one's going to I, it'll probably uh, one most, most of these shows that I do on YouTube that are still because you know there's, you can watch anywhere now. but most of the shows I do on YouTube I have to delete anyway, so this will just be another one. And um, whatever. Here is the headline from Daily Mail. one of many headlines we're going to do in this segment. Yeezy Come, Yeezy Go, Gap rips Kanye West merchandise from their stores and removes collab website and Universal drops him hours after Adidas terminated his partnership with the rapper over his anti-Semitic outbursts. German sportswear giant Adidas has officially cut ties with rapper Kanye West over his controversial comments. West, 45 years old, has been accused of going on several anti-Semitic rants on social media. The rapper has, been, has seen his social media post deleted. And had uh, accounts restricted because of the comments. Adidas previously put its partnership with Ye under review earlier this month, and now says they could uh, that they could lose two hundred fifty million dollars in the split. Forbes estimates that Kanye could lose his billion billionaire status with the loss of Adidas and Yeezy partnership. West has split from multiple corporate partners in recent weeks, including uh, Balen, uh, What is this? Balenciaga and gap it's probably some high end shit that i don't i don't know anything about and he was dropped by talent agency CAA let me just say off the bat you know who's going to stop buying kanye stuff white liberal women and that includes some of their white liberal men they they're one and the same just some of them that's it other than that i don't think they realize how little everyone else cares i really don't think they realize this is a mainly white, mainly white corporate front that is t- that is a down for all the same causes. B terrified of looking bad, and it, I really I really think that they're underestimating how many people are going to personally boycott. Yeah, definitely your Aunt Tilly, the the lifelong Democrat who's never listened to a Kanye album once. She's going to be completely disgusted by him. <laughs> Because she likes Sarah Silverman. Kanye West could lose his billionaire status. Oh, no. So they're trying to flatten him here. Then he was on Lex Friedman's show. I am about an hour into this. It's like two hours long or something. And I got to say, I don't... This is the first time listening to Lex Friedman. He sounds like he's half asleep. I... I don't know his background. There's, I don't. I don't know where he got to where he is. He's obviously immensely popular, and he scored a pretty big, pretty big uh, interview here with Kanye West. Here's two minutes where they go back and forth, where he's calling Lex Friedman is calling him out on Jewish media uh, comments that he's making. But I've been listening up, to, uh, you know, naturally up to this point. And um, anyway, let's take a listen. It's two.
3: Is there somebody in your life close to you that that you trust enough to call you out on your bullshit? We're all full of shit sometimes.
4: What's my bullshit?
3: Well, some of it I pointed out today, but I don't what know you bullshit, deeply though? enough. What was the bullshit? Jewish media, Jewish That's di- not
4: bullshit. The bullshit is
3: that the Jewish media no, no. won't admit your, your dad was right. <laughs> your dad Jew- was right. The-, the words you used, the you weren't the and I you were... said
4: it. You're not going to make me say it 800 more times.
3: I don't know if it resonated because you keep saying, like, the words.
4: Did it resonate to y'all that y'all ain't do nothing about it? And that all y'all want to do is have somebody apologize and sweep under the rug your bullshit that you've been doing the whole time. You, bu- you on the same bullshit as the other people. So you're doing the same thing that the other, let's say media, because I'm not allowed to say, yeah. has done. So until somebody Which is what, up, which is
3: what, man? Is- Which is what? Is- I'm trying to call you out on your bullshit, because I
4: hope I'm somebody you can trust. That's I don't it. fucking trust you.
3: Well, you should find people in your life you can trust.
4: Don't tell me what I should do. I'm not
0: one of your BLM- it's very hard to find somebody you can trust, especially um, especially when you're up there, very hard. Uh, this is a, this is about words that can be used and cannot be used, conversations that can or cannot be had with or without context, or um, respect for certain controversial themes. It's just that's the problem here.
4: Marchers,
3: listen, I'm with you on the BLM. Uh, a lot of organizations use tragedy, it, and uh, and I watched the Candace Owens documentary.
4: And what what was your take on it?
3: I think it's important to question the mainstream narratives, but oh. I don't agree with it. I still believe that George Floyd uh, died from the
0: knee of the cop. No, you can believe it all you want. the 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 reports are out, toxicology and everything else, and uh, it it was it was a, a chemical death, not from fentanyl.
4: And and even if that was the case, there's still fifty percent of black deaths is actually abortion.
0: That's another interesting thing that was going on between them. He's comparing the uh, abortion in for black babies as being a Holocaust, and Lex Friedman is like, no, no, it's not because they're the shame and the other the other stuff. He, 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 so he's saying, well, how how can you say how can you say that over twenty million black children being aborted, dismembered. Destroyed, discarded, or or converted into science experiments, um, is not is not any way, shape, or form comparable or just as tragic as the reported six million Jews that died during World War II, in the in the labor camps. I mean, you're, you're talking about a number that's that's more than double the size, just in itself, triple. Why is that? And, and he's talking about all the narratives pushed by Planned Parenthood, how it is, it is on the same line. I mean, you did Planned Parenthood and the Nazis, they were copying each other's homework. All right? So it, it, it's just incredible. It's incredible. Um, and the, the more, and this is why they don't want anybody talking, having, having these conversations, because it makes less and less sense. The one-sidedness of all this stuff, the more it goes on. How dare you even suggest? How dare you? Don't you know about the Holocaust? They're actually making the Holocaust into a fucking punchline everybody's waiting for the punchline Did you see this? This Sam Friedman guy And he's not alone. He says that saying the word globalist Is a term of abuse It's using an anti-semitic slur and shouldn't be invited to appear on radio, television, in any capacity. Globalist. Globalist. Can't use globalist. Why? It's anti-Semitic. And after all, haven't you heard of the Holocaust? It's, they're turning it into a fucking punchline. Just like racism is losing its meaning. It has been. Phobia this, phobia that, isms. It, it's, it's, all, it's all becoming sterile and useless Useless now you remember when the ADL published the guide it. I don't know what it was but the ADL published a blog on their website and it was a guide to Understanding what all the colored pills are the hierarchy of colored pills the white pill the blue pill the red pill the black pill and um, The purple pill all this other stuff and what do you know they were all anti-semitic they, they, all, they all lead to anti-Semitism because whether it's a, a, a pill that signifies something good or something bad, it's only seen as something good or bad in the eyes of an anti-Semite. It's incredible. It was all racist, all anti-Semitic. It, 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 does not, it, it makes no sense. The ADL is like WebMD. You go there to figure out why your nostril is ticklish on any one day of the week and they tell you, oh, you probably have cancer. Ticklish nostril, cancer. I mean, it, just think about how crazy. Just think about going back to the Holocaust thing again, too, because that's what you get hit over the head with. Just think about how crazy it is to assert that one classification of people, and I'm not even talking about the entire, because people who try to point out that something weird is going on, um, there, there's, there's, a, there's a weird collection of power over here with these groups over here, um, whatever. Um, it's, never, it's never a blanket thing. You know anybody anybody who, who who uh practices Judaism, but it's just so weird how any one very finite classification of people or another is immune to criticism because if they get any kind of critical conversation aimed in their direction, it might ignite a what the a powder keg of mass murder. How do we always go from zero to genocide in a in a in a in in the time it takes to have a fucking conversation? It's an absurdity in itself. We go from zero to genocide in like a second flat. And that's why everybody has to sit there with their hands folded in their lap and just shut up. Because I'll tell you what I'll tell you what can actually lead to far worse consequences than uh, having some uncomfortable public debates, especially if there's no merit in in. Uh, In one argument or another then it should be actually quite satisfying for people to be shut down with some solid philosophy and some solid history and that's that making the subject verboten is so much worse censoring a subject wholesale is a prime way of making people suspicious at least suspicious, if not resentful and angry. And if you haven't noticed, if you haven't spent enough time on planet Earth, suspicion is not a good foundation for a relationship. Just not. Also, ruining people's lives when they dare speak of it is a great way of making lifelong enemies. Great way of doing that. Look at these headlines that I grabbed. This is just from today. Corporate, CNN Corporate America is canceling Kanye West. The Guardian, Kanye West, reportedly no longer a billionaire as companies cut ties. Rolling Stone, Kanye is never coming back from this. That is a message to you. That's a message to you. He might have enough squirreled away to be able to uh, live the rest of his life with great wealth if he never made another dollar again. But if you ever, if you want your seed to even be allowed to germinate, you better know your role. Kanye West's anti-Semitic remarks may be the controversy he never recovers from. Washington Post. Kim Kardashian condemns anti-Semitism. She speaks out after Kanye West's anti-Semitism sparks outcry. Kim Kardashian condemns Kanye West's anti-Semitic remarks. Kim Kardashian condemns hate speech in the midst of Kanye West controversy. And now, here's the thing. Me, I, I, I'm not even I'm not even concerned. Uh, I'm more so concerned about. How things are not applied evenly if Kanye West is demonstrably wrong then it should be very easy and quite satisfying for you to see him get taken to task by any number of intellectuals on the public stage and there you have it a a free society does not censor people like this okay that's all I'm saying it's not being applied evenly and it looks very suspicious I mean Whoopi Goldberg Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg a couple of months ago was put into timeout on the view for 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 not for denying that the Holocaust happened or that it was a horror, but for not agreeing that it was about racism. Okay? She got put into timeout. She had to think about what she said. No, no, no good. Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon, my God, how many times do I have to bring this guy up? But it's it's just an unbelievable story. This guy, Nick Cannon, is on air going off about how white people are, this is, these are... These are quotes that they're pale-skinned barbarians. They're genetically incapable of compassion. Genetically incapable of, of, of compassion because of our in, inability to produce a lot of melanin in our skin. This is the kind of shit he was putting out there. And we were just whistling on down the road. That's, not, that's, par, for, that's par for the course in Western media, that's par for the course. That's not gonna get you in trouble. No way, and it didn't, and it didn't. But then he went and said that blacks are the true Israelites, and then talked about Zionism, and Viacom fired him immediately, immediately. See, this is the only, this is the, this is the only kind of shit that someone like me needs to see to start understanding what's happening, and to start asking bigger questions, okay? Doesn't mean I'm going to go out there and buy any Kanye West albums, nor am I going to buy any of his clothes. But I'm, as, as an observer over here and someone whose job it is to just talk and, and, and tell you what I'm thinking and see what you guys are thinking back, that's just what it is. I mean, how can you tell me that an entity which can just point and click you out of existence is oppressed and always on the verge of being extinguished? I mean, I, I mean, this is why. This is why, when a, a child is bullied in school, the last thing that they ever want, and the last thing that should ever happen, is for a parent or a teacher to get involved, because it only makes it worse for those who are bullied. It only makes it worse. It, you know, there's no, there's nothing that is resolved. There's no respect gained. There's no fights that are are, are just meted out and and worked on. There's nothing. And I really believe. That's why I really believe that there are powerful forces out there who masquerade as being advocates for Jewish people who actually want to make the world very unsafe for Jews. And I've expressed that in, in, in a few different ways, very diplomatically too, because um, that's, it's, it's tough. Here's something I thought was interesting, going back to the whole Nick Cannon thing. Uh, quite frankly, it was mentioned in a National File article. This was a first for me, ladies and gents. I was actually really, this was, this was very complimentary. Kanye West, nobody more censored than a straight white male. The Grammy-winning multibillionaire, previously known as Kanye West, spoke with Piers Morgan on Friday. This is from Ad- Addison Baserdo, October 24th. During a recent interview on Piers Morgan uncensored, Ye, the musician and fashion designer formerly known as Kanye West, stated that he sympathizes with straight white males as they have the smallest media platform on which to express themselves. There's nobody that gets judged more than a straight white male. The straight white male has the least amount of a platform to even speak. He went to say. Let's see. We have a, a clip over here. You
4: know what I'm saying? Like, there's nobody that gets judged more than a straight white male. The straight white male has the least amount of a platform to even speak. A straight white male can't say, my wife hurt me today, because people will say, well, you're hurting women. A straight white male can't say, hey, a black employee didn't come in to work on time, because then people will say, you're racist. A straight white male can't speak on a homosexual person because uh, they'll say you're, ho- you're homophobic.
0: Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. The talk show... Oh, wait. Um, what, what's this? Goes on to say, the talk show began asking the outspoken public figure what he wanted from the chat. That right there, uncensored, he said. American media, it's very censored. I feel like an episode of Black Mirror all the time. I've put myself across the point of no return. There's a left agenda to silence anyone that goes against the agenda. Yay, asserted. I empathize with the position of the straight white male, and part of the reason why I empathize with that position is because I know I am headed to that position. And what position is that? That's the top power. What the hell just happened? Hold on a second. My, uh... Something else happened. Never mind. Uh, that is the top power position where you get all the rocks thrown. I'm really empathetic, but I call black people out on their stuff. I call white people out on their stuff because we're actually one people. We're actually one, only one species. And then we have this. Then we have this. In a Wednesday interview on the geopolitical talk show, quite frankly, wow, legendary comedian. Roseanne Barr discussed the recent censorship that Kanye West, now Ye, has has experienced as a result of his recent statements in interviews. Quote, they do rush to silence anyone that says anything that's off the narrative. They've done that to me, Roseanne said. Barr also commented on the epithet of anti-Semitism that has been thrown at Ye repeatedly since his since deleted interview. Anti-Semitism, Roseanne said, is the oldest tool of royalty and it's always working. You know what's horrible about it? it uh, is the authors of it. They seem to call themselves Jews. It's horrible, Roseanne said. I know what's happening in, the, in his head about being somebody who cares about the world and wants to use their prestige and power that they've accumulated, the, so, the, the social power, the social score, if you will, that they've accumulated. He wants to use that in the best way to help most people, the most suffering people. It's a little bit of messianic complex you get when you, uh, you get known by one name. It happens to you, Roseanne explains. I see that he's already broken two or three layers of the social programming that he was under, Roseanne added. And then they quote me. He touched the third rail, though. He's talking about Zionism. It's uh, it being 100% verboten, the topic, Frank, the quite frankly show host, stated. It's not either, Barr argued. The same people that fired me, they were all Jewish. I went off the Jewish reservation. As Candace Owens and Kanye talk about and other conservative people of color, the Jewish people are in a horrible civil war and nobody's noticing, especially the Jewish people who are under the worst mind control. They rush to censor, deplatform, and silence anyone that says anything that they feel they don't approve of. The goddamn thing about it is they're wrong. So that is, that's something, um... It's just amazing to witness this this attempted steamrolling in real time. And I just don't feel like it's it's I don't feel like it's hitting. I, in a good way. I, I feel like we're we're coming to a point where every corporate bigwig Can Come together and say we are linking arms and we are saying no to you You can't use our products and we're not pairing with you and blah 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 and this and that and now How are you gonna get by and we're getting to a point where it just doesn't fucking matter? It doesn't matter. I don't want your coke. I don't want your Pepsi Doesn't matter I don't even want your Popeyes anymore Every once in a while I would get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Every once in a while. And then suddenly, I had one back early August and I bit into it and it was just the quality of everything was just fucking terrible. It was just horrible quality meat. Has that been happening? I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of fast food ever. But that chicken sandwich used to be so good. Succulent meal. And I, uh, and I bit into it. And it was just these fat deposits. And I said, P- ah, and I threw it out. I'll never eat it again. Never eat it again. Especially since I had somebody else in my life say, you know what I'm never going to have again? Popeyes. I said, why? Go ahead. Tell me why. Because I want to agree with you. I think we know we're never going to, you know. And it's the same thing. I couldn't do, there was something wrong with the chicken. Everything is fucked up. We don't need your food. We don't need anything anymore. Uh, YouTube, I saw the Alphabet. That Alphabet uh, posted their Q3 um, earnings, and it's way down. YouTube is killing itself. Google is killing itself. If they lose Twitter, and that's the thing. That's the other thing here, too. They say, I read that Elon Musk has put the word out that he plans on closing the Twitter deal by Friday. Now, we're not going to get into whether or not you think that Elon Musk is the antichrist or some chaotic neutral or whatever the hell else. But as I said before, if there are any objectively positive things that are done with Twitter, what the hell are they left with? They got Mother Jones and they've got that fat grease ball at the Young Turks, Chunk Hunger. They, that, what do they have left? What do they have left? Man, uh, it's not Facebook. It's not meta. Everybody show up as a Nintendo Wii character and listen to, to, uh, to Don Lemon every night, ask for reparations like a pauper. So, um, yeah, that's what I got. It's 749, I'm gonna take a really quick break, come back and take two of your calls. 914-595-6953, don't go anywhere.
1: Amazing thing about snakes is that they reproduce spontaneously. What do you mean? They have both male and female sex organs. That's why somebody you don't trust, you call a snake. How can you trust a guy who can literally go fuck themselves? With geologists. Don't you think that expression would come from the Adam and Eve story? When the snake tempted Eve to bite the apple? Hey, snakes were fucking themselves long before Adam and Eve showed up to you.
5: Quite frankly, listen live or download it and take it with you wherever
1: you go. While you're driving, walking, working, or <laughs> you dirty dog. For all
5: things, go to quitefrankly.tv. You like what you see? Become a sponsor. Quite frankly, streams live weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Wherever you get your podcast, so for everything, it's quitefrankly.tv.
1: And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret society, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. For we are opposed around the world, by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources That is why the Athenian lawmaker, Solon, decreed a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. But I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. Confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent.
0: a couple of moments got a couple of moments 914-595-6953 let us take a call see what you guys have um, have going on over there and then we're off into Breakland for real because I got to get ready for our uh, our little cannabis conversation with Tyler William here's something that I thought that was really uh, in, incredible incredible um was this superpower question now i'm going to read it right after we get back from intermission it's from crude it boy or it guy sorry guy didn't make you didn't mean to make you into a boy but i want to i want to also ask people tonight i don't know where we can start getting the questions the answers from if not maybe i'm just uh promoting this and we can get some more Entries into the uh, the thread. It seems that we have a Skype bottleneck again. Well, that was nice. Never mind. No calls Five minutes. I'll just read this Can't one day there will be a call system There will be an off-site screener and it will just be what it is. We'll have several lines I'll have the little glowy buttons in front of me or Buttons with a little bit of a descriptor of who's on the line and what they want to say so I'll be that'll be great one day we'll get there so here's what I wanted to put out just so you have time to go to the, the forum on Quite TV. and here is the topic what is your superpower what is your superpower now I asked is this something that was fleeting it doesn't have to be something that you have you your entire life or whatever is it something that happened just for a little while and you lost it all um And I'm going to read you the story, if not in the second half, then we'll do it tomorrow. Um, I didn't expect the Kanye thing to take up so much time, nor did I expect to do the vaccine thing on the the other side of the intro. I thought that was all going to be grab bag, but sometimes things just don't work out. And when they don't work out, they cause me a lot more work at the end of the night when I go home to download and upload the podcast, because then I have to change descriptions and titles. I always overshoot. I always jam pack the hours with way too much content. That's the problem. It's a good problem to have, but I don't like the extra work. I like when I get it just right. 7.54. Let me give this another restart. Hold on. Alright. Okay, hold on. We got one through. Uh, 219, you're on the air. What's up?
2: Hey, Frank, I wanted to call because I'm listening to your show uh-huh. and Kanye comes up. Yep. My big beef with Kanye is if I look back on his history, how he made his money, he was definitely bought into the Luciferian cult. Mm-hmm. He became a billionaire and now he wants to switch over and then, you know, when Donald Trump was running for president. He went up. They interviewed him. Kanye says he gets dragon energy. Dragon en- energy, that's, you know, that's Luciferian talk. Well, well I have a big beef with that. I, I understand that Kanye's coming out. He's calling people out. And uh, and good for you, but you're still, you made your billionaire. You made your billions. You hooked up with the Kardashians. I mean, the truth is coming out now.
0: Well, there's no, there's, I, I, the, to your point, there's nothing about any of this that is uh, that's supposed to be a hey, accept Kanye into your heart and home. Uh, it's really, it's really more so of just a sit back and watching the fireworks of this uh, this thing. This thing go on, this little confrontation go on here, um, because whether or not he is a guy who's been able to completely divorce himself from the the nature of the business he was in and the kind of uh, powers and the kind of uh, influence and force that is slung ar- slung around in those those circles is really side of the point because I'm not he's not asking for votes and we don't need to do anything it's more so an ob- an observation yeah. once again w- w- what happens when when you when you break off of the track that you were set on that you once loved the track that you were on when he was you know uh every every year it was, it was one controversy one uh public fiasco after another obviously having a great time at one point but there is uh there's a grinding that's going on right now and
2: there's, I see the grinding, but I also see. I think people are waking up. I mean, you know, you look at uh, promote, or not promoters, but musicians like Jay Z. Okay, now this guy becomes a billionaire. Now Kanye becomes a billionaire, and uh, it, you know, I listen to the, the the interviews. I'm like, how are these guys billionaires, man? This is, you know, you're 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 selected.
0: The corporate that it's that like that the, corporate front that's that's the that's where it is i mean it's not in you can make a lot of money
2: they can you can... promote a chimp they can promote a chimp that can't even speak a chimpanzee and be like this is the greatest thing ever and as long as you're hitting the right buttons like with the kardashians my wife always say you know their mom just you know, i mean she was such a great promoter and that's how how they got it i'm like well you know then i started looking and thinking i'm like and then comes along uh, Bruce Jenner, and and then they get these shows, and it's like this is bullshit, man. I mean, well, you've got. I just hope people are waking up to seeing all this.
0: I I think they are. I I well, I I think that it's all on the table. There's really nothing to jump away from. Uh, there's no way to shield yourself from it. Thank you for the call. Uh, there's no way to shield yourself from it. Well, Kardashians, you have. The Jenner stuff. You have O.J. lawyers. You have uh, so it's high-powered legal. Di- it's it's uh, Hollywood. It's God, fashion in itself. There's just so much. I don't look into the, any of the, the the family backdrops. It doesn't doesn't appeal to me. Um, I'm sure somebody does deep dives and wants to create those spider graphs and all that stuff, but um, it doesn't it doesn't matter much. And to try to to try to, to to purity spiral about one thing or another, like I don't I don't even spend a moment asking myself whether or not Kanye is uh, is this all real? Is he you know can he be trusted? I don't I, I'm this is not a question as to whether or not we're going to give our trust to Kanye West. It's not even a a thing. It's just watching the undulation and the ripple effect in media government everywhere when certain topics are brought up and uh, Roseanne is a great example of that When she talks about a civil war that goes on within Jewish circles and all 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 that um, and where we are in the world the um, I Mean there's there's a lot that can still happen in the Middle East so I Don't know there's there's uh, there's more there's a lot more to that. I would not get caught up with wondering whether or not you can trust one celebrity or another who is obviously fighting through the the, the breaking process of whatever programming that has been coming their way uh, or or whatever programming that has been laid into them and what social pressures have been there, economic incentives that they don't want to go away. Someone only becomes a billionaire. You can make hundreds of millions of dollars over years of touring and merchandise, especially if you are able to own the publishing of your music and uh, you have a good split on your merchandise and you do a lot of stuff like that, you can make hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions just right there, depending on the longevity that you have with your career. But, um, but it's all about corporate partnerships and that corporate front right now that's trying to make a example of Kanye West for the rest of us um, a very... You know, that's that's really where it all is. Anywho, uh, we're gonna take a really quick break. Come back, do some super chats, and then call up Tyler, Tyler William and uh, and and have a good time in the second half of this show. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me so far, mainly giving me your time and hanging out. Can't wait to see what those super chats say. We will be right back. Fire!
2: Thank mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
5: entering quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly
2: quite frankly quite frankly
5: quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly
4: quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly
1: quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly quite frankly
5: quite frankly quite quite frankly quite frankly not quite. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia.
1: I
2: really like you. You're very smart.
1: So everybody watch. Quite frankly.
2: With Frank.
4: Quite frankly.
2: How dare you.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> this is the wrong song, Frank. Here. It's time to do some super chats. All right, we're going to go to, quite frankly, superchat.com. Got a few hanging out there. Larkstar says Bravo! So proud of you, public of you getting published, Frank. Roseanne Barr show. Uh, she shows love, quite frankly. TV as do we. I, I, I got in touch with her. I said, "Hey, um, our conversation is really getting passed around. You should share it. Get it out there." Um, but it's doing well on its own good stuff let's see um you know what's going on right now lee Zeldin is is debating kathy Hochul for the governorship i got a buddy of mine christian just was texting me he, he, christian's an old bernie voter who has completely turned his his view on the world around he said man i love this guy he's saying all the right things for me he said, I'm voting for him either way, but if he has any balls, he'll force Hochul to declare her position on all the debate tonight, so everyone can really hear from the, uh, the horse's mouth that the Democrats do not support working class people. I, I got to see what this is. I got to see how this goes. There's no way she's going to do well. She's not smart enough, and she's, on a, she's working off of a terrible, terrible platform. Hello Kitty says, hi, Frank. You are right about the meat tasting weird lately. The steak restaurants we have been frequenting for years, we quit going or dining out. They changed the meat in their steak salad and it was not good. You can only trust pizza now. Well, I only trust New York pizza. Well, I, I heard that Chicago pizza is pretty damn good as well. Though I've never been to Chicago. When Timothy Gordon came up, I made sure I gave him and his family a, a pizza to take home. For my buddy's place, and they said they just ripped through it. So good, now you've had a New York pizza. Stostubes says, great Tuesday, Frank. Be well, my good man, just dropping some support. Thank you. Crestmon Bear says, hey, Frank, listening to the October 3rd show, I listen at work and am catching up. My late friend's dad was from Texas and said, Warsh, like Washington, I always thought it was weird, but loved it. Also, English from England have the uh, have er in places we do not. Think Tesla, Tesla. Well, that's what we have in New York. What we had in New York, Soda. things like that. That's some soda. It, it it used to happen up here. Not anymore can't tell you the last time I heard that. It was like my grandfather's uh, generation and one generation after. Silky Johnson says, hey, Frank, thank you for reading and replying to my email. Um, hey, oh, this was yesterday. Never mind. This was yesterday. Thanks again, Silky. All right. Thank you, everybody. Hanging out on Rumble and then on Foxhole, we've got a bunch. Captain Flint, Sean Joe, Michael Myers says there's actually... A face scarier than mine. Hillary's. You're right, Michael. The darkest, the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Uh, Let's see. What else we have here? Wish you could get a brave mortician to come on the show and say what they see. I was working on that one guy from England, but that fell through. Gambera, thank you. Jay jewel excellent Frank. I'm Jewish. I find the squad and self-loathing Jews more anti-jew Kane isn't totally uh, Kanye isn't totally wrong It's a it's a it's a very dangerous corporate military conglomerate that makes uh, That 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 has all the I don't know I, I it has Jewish names Jewish sounding names but You can't imagine that these are religious people and, um, and one day We'll have the Weimar Republic talk We'll compare the The cultural collapse In Weimar Republic to what's going on right now And the Harvey Weinsteins That were pumping out those films Back there too It was becoming a transgender Transsexual I believe is actually a, uh, a German A German origin thing there this all everything that was happening now was happening in Weimar Germany in the 20, late twenties and thirties and into the thirties. Very scary stuff. Um and and, and you say, well, well, well what are you saying, Frank? The you know the Nazis came next. Say, well, um, if you again, if you want to set people up to be targeted, if you pretend that you're for one group of people, and then you do things like um I don't know if you're Hollywood and you're standing by all this, this, this insani- this insanity and uh, it, all the messages that you push that are all uh, degrading messages and images and how we are open borders and just red diaper doper baby nonsense going on all over the place. You do all that stuff. Then you make certain things uh, unworthy of being talked about. You start getting suspicions high. You start coming down on white people, especially white men, white Christian men, that everything is Christian nationalism. And we saw yesterday the breakdown between whether or not uh, racial and ethnic identity is important for a person to understand who they are, which I believe, yeah, why not? I have no problem with, with black Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans. Knowing uh, wanting to know about their past who their family was how far it goes back and it, because it's I think history personal history, especially is amazing It's an amazing thing to to be armed with as you go into the future You have children of your own you get to tell them who they are where they came from and what story? We're all living out together a collective story an individual story. It's great stuff but it's incredible that white people have been taught it's definitely been learned to abandon all interest in themselves and their culture and tradition, all of it, to actually just to actually say that we have none, that there are there is no culture and tradition in Europe. It was all borrowed from somewhere. Bullshit. Now, the more you do that and the more you tell people you can't talk about it and the more tell, you tell people that you can't you can't mention things like replacement theory and the reconquista, even though it's real and they started it. And they applaud the idea and they put it into practice. These are the types of things that actually make people go nuts and they go off the Hitler, they go off down a Hitler path where it just becomes a all out war against anybody that fits a description. It becomes very French revolution. And that's why I say the more we get pushed into this position, where communication is severed tensions are high accusations keep flying and there's only there's only one hand that holds the whip it becomes a a situation where you have to imagine somebody is trying to get a fight started because somebody knows that once innocent people start dying they will be able to again claim the responsibility claim the rights to uh diagnosing the problem however they like and and being a victim it's all control and they don't care that people die they never did never did how many world wars now how many many more than two so anyway i digress i don't even know what the hell i just said Hopefully it made sense TGI today says congrats on the shout out uh, that it was a great episode. Thank you Thank you stow Michael Myers again hugs to the chicken nugget Aurora Says Hokel said in church that God wants us to take the vax. I remember that she said to go out be an apostle or something God wants this. Yeah God would have done a little bit more testing than Pfizer did Michael Myers said this race stuff is actually making people prejudiced that weren't before exactly that's why in 2017, with when those, uh, those those silly those silly people from the Goyam Defense League showed up in the chat room, they were, there was just a time where everybody's chat rooms were getting raided by the GDL. They're just people scrolling things like "Name the Jew," "Name the Jew." I'm like, I, I was chuckling to myself off air. I said, "How is that not Mossad? How is that not actually Mossad?" In one way or another, it's, I mean, they're doing the bidding. The most outrageous, absurd trope that you can, a character trope that you could adopt if you ever wanted to make yourself seem like you're the problem. That is what it is. And, and we're going to such absurdities. I just don't believe anybody. That's why the last thing I do is sit here and try to think about whether or not I can trust Kanye going forward. Uh, that is not a question to even ask yourself. Take care of what you got going on at home. Oh um I want to say this uh, chillum our friend chillum tweeted this out last night. I saw a reptilian today. I don't care if you believe me or not. I've been trying to get her on the show. say so she's got to tell me this story. What the hell what are you talking about? you saw a reptilian. I want to know about this and we have to we have to hash it out. Yes, we do. We need to hash it out. All right. So uh, in the meantime, I want to change, change up our topic of conversation altogether. Mm-hmm. And what I want to bring, I want to bring on a friend of the show, a sponsor of the show for, uh, for, for quite a while now, Mr. Tyler William, and he is with uh, Secret Nature CBD. And I, I figured that this would be a great time. Tyler, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I could hear you just just fine. And oh, and I can see you now too. It's great to have you on, dude.
5: Yeah, great to uh, finally meet you in the uh, the Black Mirror here.
0: I I know. It, you know. I I don't know what you what you're thinking about any of this stuff. You can you can comment if you like, or you don't want to mess your up your brand or whatever. I can, I understand that too. But it does feel like Black Mirror, and I have to imagine someone who works inside of a uh, inside of a a. a an area that deals with the mind that deals with so much of retooling out uh, the way that we interact with reality, our bodies has how we're plugged into all this. Uh, you must have plenty of wild but really salient opinions on this stuff,
5: yeah, I mean, where do you uh, want me to start? I mean, um and are you talking about technology in general or anything specific or well,
0: just, not even just technology. I'm. Uh, because, because it does go there, too. Transhumanism, I believe, is a, a huge way in particular that, that we are having our natural forms I think limited, they say that it's going to be a way to enhance ourselves, to keep up with technological advancements as we go forward with AI and all that stuff. But if you think about ourselves in in the way that we are most powerful as spiritual beings, I think that the more cybernetic we become, the less spiritual we're going to be. And it's actually a limiting trend. So,
5: um, oh, I, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's, that. I kind of feel, I've always felt that, you know, technology in general is kind of, uh, because of our obsession with, you know, viewing things outside of ourselves, right? I've always said like the phone, the computer, these are all things that we can, um, if we were superhuman, right, which is, I know you were talking about tonight, things that we could do internally through spiritual development, um, like telepathy, you know, remote viewing. Um, but again, our obsession with, you know, separation and putting things outside of ourselves, we wanted to create these things outside of ourselves in the illusion so we could, you know, further um, cement that separation and then monetize it, sell it, and, you know, play into this whole um, separation and, you know, commerce, and you can go down that, you know, rabbit hole pretty deep. But yeah, I've always believed that, um, you know, I think we mentioned on our call earlier with the DNA that we have this junk DNA that's turned off, they tell us, right? Um, But there's been a lot of research that that, you know, seems to be very likely that, it was either, um, you know, purposely turned off or it's being suppressed through frequencies and, you know, energetic manipulations, um, poisons from the environment, toxins. And if that DNA was turned on through, you know, being activated with the right frequencies, that we would have all these inherent powers and we would be, you know, superhuman to an extent where we could fly and we could, you know, fucking do telepathy and we could remote view and we could, you know, instantly manifest whatever we needed in in the palm of our hand. Um, but obviously, that's not good when you're trying to uh, create, you know, debt slaves and um, profit off of everyone's misery. So,
0: <laughs> it's so well said. It really is. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if you ever. I, I've recommended this book on this show a couple of times. And uh, in the next few months, I have a feeling I should be able to get all my books out of storage and onto proper shelves because um, we're making some making some changes in our personal life out here. And there is one book I'm going to reread again. It's going to be a quick one. And it's called The Cosmic Serpent. I don't know if you ever read it. I think you should. It is a short book about all of the the study that the author had personally um, uh, embarked on in regard to the ancients in the Amazon, more specifically. All the ancient indigenous tribes in the Amazon and their thoughts on dna their thoughts on the genetic makeup of what we are and how they actually act as a conduit between so many things how how that there is a uh, there is a, a sending and a receiving of of messages through dna and that nothing is really junk there everything about it is is in but how do you activate it of course they they go down the ayahuasca uh road there and you're talking about thousands of years of of uh of their own philosophy and meddling and and, and all that stuff you should really read it i think you'd love it but um when i well, think of like it you
5: know? oh yeah you would and, and I've, I've heard of it but i haven't uh I've got about fucking 100 other books I haven't read yet, so I'm I'll, backed up. I'll have to order it and add it to the backlog. I'm backed up
0: just like you are. I hate it when people, cause I, when people tell me, Frank, you got to read this, because I believe them that I probably should. But then I just can't stand that I have no time to just finish books. And um, anyway, I think you would like it, especially at the work that you do. And what you do is you work in legal cannabis, and you actually dropped out of school to get into the legal cannabis business was this around the time that it was becoming recreational in your state what, what what was going on at the time that you said i want in
5: yeah so i'll i'll sum up my uh history pretty quickly you know i started selling cannabis when i was 13 like many uh young aspiring <laughs> entrepreneurs and i i did it as a way to actually just pay for weed right because me and my friends would all you know we started smoking probably a little too early but Um, as the great Tim Dillon says, the best time to smoke weed is from 13 to 25. And I kind of hit that sweet spot. So, um, I figured, Hey, if I'm going to be smoking weed almost every day, I might as well not pay for it. So, you know, picked up my first quarter and got uh, hit over the head by a senior and, you know, charged me like $200 for seven grams. And, um, that was the beginning of my journey. Fast forward. Um, you know, I was kind of a, a star athlete and, um, high school, I actually got a D1 baseball scholarship, um, and then I ended up tearing my shoulder and having you know a career-ending injury, which now I look at as a blessing in disguise. Um, and during that time, I you know I, I started to do a lot of introspection and started reading um, a lot of books about you know self-help and you know kind of fell into like a depression, like oh my god, I'm this star athlete. What the fuck do I do now that um, I'm not a baseball player? And I just started realizing, like, wow, it's crazy. After reading uh, one book, I've probably learned more in that one book than I have in my entire education, um, you know, high school, college combined. And then I, you know, the thing that really set it off for me, like many people, I'm sure, was uh, 9-11. Yeah, uh, I came home from Christmas break the, the month before I dropped out. And my friend told me, hey, man, you got to watch this documentary called Zeitgeist. Right? No. And I think that was like one of the first... You know, documentaries that came out that was about 9-11 and, you know, religion and the, uh, you know, the sun being Jesus and all these other things. And I was like, uh, oh, what are you talking about? 9-11, the government did it. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. And he's like, just watch it, just watch it. So I watched it. And then, you know, thankfully, I just had an open mind and I was like, holy shit, this makes so much more sense than anything we're being told by the news, by my dumbass parents, um, by all these people. And I just said it, they're lying about this. What else are they lying about? What else out there? You know, and it kind of shattered my whole, you know, perception of everything. And I just went on this, you know, I dropped out of school and uh, I remember getting to a fight with my dad and be like, none of these teachers know anything. They're, you know, I got a business professor who's teaching me about business and he only makes 80K a year. He's never ran a business. You know, I should be learning from real people. Um, And I just went on this three-year tear where I devoured, you know, spiritual texts, self-help books, documentaries. And this was in the good old days before YouTube was censored, and you could actually, you know, search and and find what you're looking for pretty quickly. Yeah, right there. Um, Yeah, the glory days of documentaries. And again, I, you know, I remained with cannabis all throughout that time, and I always wanted to work in the industry. So after this three-year kind of, you know, hiatus, um, I ended up working for a company in New York. One of the owners. Um, owned one of the largest uh, brands in California called Loud Pack and King Pen, uh, Green Wolf, which was actually the first company to make you know the disposable and vaporizer cartridges that are you know everyone uses now. Yeah. Um, and just because of my obsession with the industry, I I knew all the brands, I knew all the products. Um, you know, I had access to them just from you know being in the uh, the black market per se. So the founders kind of took me under the, my uh, their wing and mentored me and. I ended up being their salesman. Um, you know, I was their first salesman, actually. I was the first guy selling these vaporizer cartridges, calling dispensaries in California from Plainview, New York um, on Long Island and saying, hey, you guys should check out this vaporizer cartridge. You know, it's going to be amazing. It's the future. And, you know, all these dispensary owners were like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about, man? And the people smoke flour and joints and that's it. And then you fast forward, you know, five, six months later, and it's the most popular product hey, I, in the
0: industry. Well, we remember, I remember when Kingpin started really getting big, too. Like, what? We, we we just didn't understand. And it was really like, holy, holy shit. This is, um, things are really changing here. And we knew that things were going from uh, illegal to decriminalized to recreational all over the place. We're starting to see how people are actually just growing legally out in the open with no uh, no real, um, uh, fear anymore in places like Oregon and California. And it was becoming so like, wow, I, it sounds like something is changing here. Now, um, as far as what you guys do with secret nature, because the only real, the only reason why you can be a sponsor of the show is because, uh, CBD products are legal in all 50 States. But the thing that I, I was so uh, impressed by you guys was is that you did have flour. And anything I ever saw of CBD was it's it's being sold at convention uh, centers, uh, it, it, at uh, you know demonstrations, and now they're all over the place. They're in every gas station. You can buy tincture and all this other shit, but you had bud. You actually had flour there and you pre-rolls, and I said, whoa. So I, the first thing I asked myself is, are there any strains out there that are just naturally just high in uh, CBD or did you have to actually um, breed these into existence?
5: So both. Um, in the beginning, there there was a good amount of strains from a very you know, well-known, respected company called Oregon CBD. They were kind of like the pioneers of this high CBD, low THC strains. Um, there was some stuff on the traditional market, you know, um, like ACDC and and strains like that that were higher in CBD, but the stuff that we're selling now, um, I would say again, was really pioneered by these guys, Oregon CBD, and then my original partner from way back in the day was a, a breeder out in Colorado, um, and he had been kind of ahead of the curve as well in, in breeding. You know, shortly after 2014, when hemp was first legalized, and putting two and two together and realizing like, hey, if we can if we can get flour to you know match these levels of under 0.3%, which is the legal limit for shipping across state lines, um, then we can you know sell smokable flour. And you know I, I didn't know at the time if it would um, actually be a good product. I actually first met my partner at a trade show and he showed me um, you know, the hemp and I had, I had never seen hemp that was grown in a greenhouse or indoors before that. You know it was all very like stringy kind of looked like uh mexican you know brickweed. yeah and then he showed me this weed and he's like hey this is my hemp you know i've been breeding it we can you know it's it's uh, legal you can sell it across state lines and uh i was like nah what are you talking about i've seen hemp like we're at a hemp conference you know this isn't hemp and he's like trust me it's hemp you know just go home smoke it whatever test it so he gave me a bunch of samples i i sent it out to the lab for testing and i tried it and i was like wow this is uh you know, someone being a heavy THC user may not like it, but even me, kind of weaning off at that time, you know, gave you a nice little buzz and a night nice, like kind of that perfect little head change and euphoria that I think you know most people are looking for these days. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest problems in, the in in the industry is that we have these this obsession with potency of THC, which has yes. led to yes, know, yeah, countless inbreeding. Yeah, you know, everyone's just constantly inbreeding and inbreeding and inbreeding to get the TAC levels up so high. And, and it's, it's, I don't think it's a good product. I mean, that's why you, I think we're seeing more and more people are starting to get panic attacks and freak out and, you know, almost have semi psychedelic experiences dude, d- from dude. cannabis because it's just too strong.
0: Yes. I, and you know, Tyler, I, I've had. I mean anybody in this chat room who grew up in the 1960s and 70s I don't know how many of them have told me over the years no there's something about the marijuana today I just can't I can't do it back you know I could smoke a whole joint to myself in 1969 and it was you know I'll I'll, I'll be high I'll be chilled but but this stuff is like an atomic bomb and it is that's why I don't um it's it's something that I I really don't partake in a lot uh anymore myself too especially since you guys have come into my life so for those who are for just some basic things can you please describe the difference between cbd thc everybody knows one one is a lot more psychoactive than the other cbd thc and then full spectrum which is what we got going on right here with you go ahead
5: yeah, so everyone knows, you know, THC is classic cannabis. That's what gets you high and has the psychoactive effect. Um, CBD is another, you know, the I'd say the second most popular cannabinoid, uh, you know, these days. And it doesn't get you high, but um, through its interaction with the endocannabinoid system, it can produce euphoria, um, relaxation, and other things just by kind of bringing your body into balance. Um, and also a, a big thing that no one still is really talking about is how, um, strong and effective terpenes are. So, uh, some terpenes are even uh, potentially, you know, stronger on their own in terms of psychoactive effects than CBD, for example, you know, like beta-caraphylene, beta uh, myrcene, limonene, you know, a plant could have anywhere from three to, you know, 20 terpenes in, in depending on the strain, and those each have their own benefits and effects. So, You know, THC gets you high, CBD doesn't. It's more of a, you know, kind of bringing you into homeostasis by um, interacting with the endocannabinoid system. And then full spectrum oil basically just means an oil that contains all of the naturally occurring cannabinoids and terpenes that are found in the plant in its, you know, natural raw state. So if you were to, you know, pick a nug off the branch, um, you basically take that same profile. Let's say it's 20% THC, 10% CBD. And then it's got, you know, 3% of various terpenes, you know, extracting that into a full spectrum oil where it matches that same ratio is is what's called full spectrum. And then broad spectrum is basically just taking out the THC, um, which is mainly done for people who get drug tested and stuff. But full spectrum is much more effective um, because, you know, there's something called the entourage effect. When all these cannabinoids and terpenes are ingested together, they increase, you know, bioavailability and effectiveness and, you um, again, interacting with the endocannabinoid system, the more diverse cannabinoids you have, the more, you know, receptors that are kind of unlocked, and that's where you get, again, most of uh, the benefits from when it comes to pain, anxiety, and, and a lot of things that people use these for.
0: You know, I was watching something recently, it's another reason why I said I have to get Tyler on, because we, we've been putting this off for a while, and then a few things started happening. And I said, all right, the, the, the stars are aligning. One thing was I was watching a video about... um about the brain i think it was depression uh something else uh because there's been a lot of new studies about depression coming out how it act it isn't a a biochemical thing and uh, whatever i i i don't even remember what video the video was titled because ultimately didn't matter because the guy, the doctor that was breaking down what is going on inside of the brain during times of anxiety or whatever, he was talking about endorphins and dopamine and all this other stuff. But he also described outside of all the other systems they have in place is the endocannabinoid system. And I'm saying to myself, oh, wow, I, said, I, I would love to talk to Tyler about this because we have this very mysterious still endocannabinoid system in our body and, our, our, and we naturally produce um, these, these uh, molecules that, that fit into this system, but apparently all the, the attachment points are very similar to what is going on with the molecules inside of cannabis. So that that there, it almost seems like we were um, made to connect with the plant itself. Can you describe, or, or give us even a, a thumbnail sketch of the endocannabinoid system, and and uh, and, and how it, it goes hand in hand with, say, this full spectrum CBD?
5: Yeah, I mean, the short summary is, it's it. The endocannabinoid system is basically a, a system of receptors throughout the entire body that. Um, you know, receives cannabinoids and uses it to, you know, down-regulate and up-regulate certain, um, you know, uh, chemicals in the body, um, amino acids, all these different compounds, and it communicates basically with every other system in the body, the circulatory system, the skeletal system, the muscle system, the fascia, um, and and helps kind of communicate. And and basically the main, you know, purpose of it is to... um, you know, increase homeostasis. So the whole point of the endocannabinoid system is to bring the body back into balance. Uh, And if it's, you know, if we're lacking um, cannabinoids, which again, our body produces cannabinoids on its own, uh, certain foods and other medicines, you know, plant medicines have cannabinoids in them. And obviously cannabis is the best example of a plant that, um, you know, has the most cannabinoids and the most kind of diverse range of cannabinoids. There's probably like seven, Cannabinoids that um, you know are, are relatively well known. You know CBD and THC being the most popular. and Then you got CBG, CBN, uh, which is one of my favorite. And then you know there's uh, up to about 113, I think, more that um, you know that we really don't know anything about. And and then you know you're seeing a lot of these people create isomers of THC and stuff, um, which I'm not a huge fan of. You know I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with like delta eight.
0: I have, a, I have a quite a few questions that came in from the audience about this. I, I, I have a few. I'm going to be doing audience uh, source questions for you in just a moment here. But, yeah, that has come up a
5: lot. Yeah. So, you know, again, Delta-8 is okay as long as it's, um, you know, synthesized, synthesized correctly. Um, you know, thankfully, since I've been around for a while and I know a lot of extractors and my, my partner farm up in Oregon – where we do all the extraction and everything. Um, you know, I'm well aware of the kind of the process that they use in the certain materials and everything. But, um, you know, yeah, for 99% of the stuff that's online, you have to be very careful because um, the way that it's extracted um, can produce a lot of, you know, harmful chemicals and substances that lab reports won't really pick up. And, um, and, you know, and then there's these other crazy isomers, some that are like, you know, 10 to 30 times more potent than uh, normal cannabis THC so again I'm not a big fan of that because you know it, it's it's not you hear a lot of stories right of people who go into a smoke shop and some guys say hey try these THCP fucking gummies and he doesn't explain to them that this is 30 times more potent than normal THC they go home and they take it and they have to call an ambulance because they think their fucking heart's going to explode um and it just gives a bad you know reputation and, and experience for people and obviously that can negatively impact the industry when it's happening all over and over again. But, you know, the hemp industry is kind of like the wild rest right, right now because we can essentially legally sell all of the same cannabinoids and more really than than the traditional kind of licensed um, companies. And I have a lot of really good friends, you know, in here in California who own some of the biggest brands, um, and they're kind of really, you know, limited in what they can do, and, and especially from a cost perspective of what they can You know, they can't compete with guys who are growing 100 acres of hemp and extracting CBD and then, you know, making all these other cannabinoids because if they were to do that, you know, they're capped, the cannabis capped, the taxes that they would incur, you know, would put them out of business in 24 hours. So I almost, again, looked at it going back as a blessing because I was going to get a license and raise money to do a THC, um, you know, brand here in California. And then, you know, right around that same time, I came across the hemp and realized, well, wait a second, if I can basically do the same thing, which I was going to do kind of like a low dose, you know, brand, like, you know, five to 10% THC, why not do, you know, uh, 1% THC and, and below and, and be able to ship it across state lines and internationally and and kind of work our way backwards where we build this national and international, you know, brand. Um, and, you know, utilize the traditional direct-to-consumer and everything that all these cannabis brands can, and then we can strategically enter into legal markets if we choose. But, um, you know, right now we don't really see the need for that because we feel like we have more freedom um, to produce products that are just as good, if not better, than what a lot of these dispensaries are selling and at, you know, much cheaper prices, especially when it comes to, like, you know, gummies and capsules and stuff. We can produce pretty much anything you'll find in a dispensary for, you know, less than half the price.
0: Well, you know, I think that the best thing about what you guys do, and, it's, and again, it's part of the reason why I've, I've really enjoyed being sponsored by you all, is that um, I've gotten people getting in touch with me saying, yes, Frank, the, 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 the price is great, but I, I love this product um, because a lot of people out there, they, A, they, they don't want to be stoned. Maybe they yeah. they just never had an opportunity, they never wanted it, or they there was a time in their life for it, and that time is gone, especially people who are looking to maintain their sobriety and i've had uh, i've had at least i 've had two people now, one I remember because uh, they sent me an email that they said i was it was okay for me to to read on air. Who uh, who who raved about you guys and the product you guys put out there because as someone who was sober for 16 years, it was it, it was such a great addition to their medicine cabinet and how just a little bit of uh, a, a little bit at night smokable was something just to relax them and whatever and didn't compromise all the work that they had done um, in cleaning themselves up from one substance uh, uh, dependency. Uh, or another years prior, and I and I think that for you to be taking a uh, a route like that, especially at least with this product, with Secret Nature, because I know you have your your um, you are working on other products as well, other companies as well. But at least with this one, I think it's such a great thing. Is like you said before, everything that's out there is so incredibly strong that um, it, uh, it it leaves people with horrible memories. And uh, I mean, I've had some real bad edible stories
5: of my own. I'll never eat another one again. Um, oh, yeah, me too. It's, it's uh, I mean, yeah, dosage is the difference between medicine and poison, right? I mean, anything, and people don't realize that a lot of these companies are just packing as much fucking, you know, THCP or THCO or whatever they can into a gummy because they think, you know, yes, it's a better value, but that's, it's not a great experience. And, you know, that's why you see it's uh a lot of these companies pop up. People are whipping up shit in their in their kitchen and their bathroom, and then they disappear eight months later. And it's uh, it's an interesting time for sure. But you, you know, you have to be very careful of the dosage and other compounds you're mixing. again, the terpenes and everything. There's, you know, we're still so early. But um, you know, I always say I like to make products that I myself would be very excited to use because you know I'm very particular about what I consume. So if I make a product that I love and makes me feel good I, I know that you know because i have such strict standards with what i take and use when it comes to cannabis that um chances are a lot of other people are gonna you know really like it if, if i myself like it
0: i have a couple of questions here i'd love to rip through them and through through them and uh quick uh, as quickly as we can just because i know I, I only had you for a short segment and we're coming up on the end but doc keck i think this is we might have already. Uh, answered this. Doc Keck wanted to know what are CB1 receptors? And this, is this the endocannabinoid system? That's what we're talking about, CB1?
5: Yes. Okay. Cause yeah, he, that's just the receptor that basically, um, you know, the cannabinoids latch onto. And then, um, you know, that's what kind of produces a lot of the effects in terms of homeostasis. So euphoria? The cannabinoids latching onto the receptor can communicate to, you know, your body to, to you know, down-regulate, um, you know, pain, um, cortisol, a lot of other um, you know, things that have to do with stress and inflammation and stuff. So it's just a, yeah, the popular cannabinoid receptor.
0: There you go, doc. Cause doc asked what, what is it responsible for in the body? That's how you would, there you go. Um, let me see here. Uh, grouchy bones says, I wonder about the healthiest form of use without sacrificing effectiveness because there are so many ways to use now Mostly, I do also have questions about how, the clo- how close the research and science is to targeting certain receptors for certain issues and not experiencing the entire spectrum of its effects. Hope this is clear. I'm not good at words. Um, I'm, I, um, I guess th- there might be two questions in there. Um, I'm not sure. But is that, uh, is that something... Uh, for example, if I were to go to Leafly dot uh, com or something and 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 do a little bit of research on one strain or another. I want to see how Jack Herer uh, is going to uh, you know stack up to Blue Dream, and it'll it, they'll they'll break down these profiles of one strain or another by saying this is what you would go for if you want to uh, if you want to kill anxiety. This is what you go for if you want to be able to have a good nice sleep. This is what you go for. What you know how um is all that uh, really down to a science? Is there one thing or another that can really target a, uh, a specific issue uh, better than others?
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's anywhere near perfected um, or really, you know, a science yet, but, you know, we know enough about certain things like THC and CBD and some of these other more popular cannabinoids to be able to determine, um, you know, what's going to help with pain, anxiety, inflammation. But, it's funny. That's a great question because um, we're actually working on because this is something that comes up, and um, not only with people who are new to cannabis, but even the most experienced cannabis people. When it comes to what to use for certain conditions, there's a severe lack of uh, you know research out there and knowledge, and it's really you know you're basically just guinea pigging yourself and going off um, you know user experience. So. We're actually going to be launching um, within the next six months a cannabis telemedicine platform, um, which is going to be really interesting because what we're going to do is we're we're going to take all of the research that's out there, um, you know, probably close to like 10 million data points on user feedback on TAC and CBD products, and basically launch a service where based on what you're looking to treat, let's say it's anxiety. We can basically tell you, okay, you should be taking 10 milligrams of CBG, 400 milligrams of CBD, and you know these, you know, X amount of terpenes, and we're actually going to provide that um, as kind of a, a prescription service, quote unquote. And we're, we're legally allowed to do this because we have doctors that we're working with. Um, so this will be a service that's again, much more targeted for people really looking to treat certain conditions. Um, I, I, you know, we came across it because we're in this, you know, networking group with all of these cannabis CEOs and executives, and almost every other day there's someone in this group, and these are like, you know, some of the smartest business guys in cannabis, and they're asking, hey, you know, my relative has cancer, uh, my relative has Parkinson's, and my re- relative has dementia, what should they be taking, what's the right regimen? And I was like, okay, if these fucking guys, including myself, don't even know what they should be taking, to help with certain conditions and are just saying, yeah, go go pick up some sour D from the dispensary and see how it works, um, then you can only imagine how the average person is having trouble figuring out what they need, right? And there's a big disconnect in the CBD industry right now between, you know, every brand is, including Secret Nature, is really a lifestyle brand, right? I, I never, we started Secret Nature to be a lifestyle brand and be kind of, yes, a higher end um, you know, super premium indoor flower and, and all of these really exotic formulations. But, you know, having done the high end stuff, you know, over the last few years, I've become obsessed with like, okay, and now how can we just create something that provides like the ultimate value at the ultimate, you know, cheapest price point to the point where it'll it'll probably end up costing you um, about 90% cheaper You know than what you you can get a current CBD tincture for, and it'll be probably five to ten times more potent with an accurate you know ratio and formulation of cannabinoids and terpenes and other compounds to actually target you know whether again sleep anxiety depression insomnia. So it would be be
0: um, pretty much a customized, and that's all, and that's all coming with your the telemedicine. Uh,
5: yeah, so that'll be a completely separate company. We've been working on it for about a year now, and I'll, you know, I'll definitely let you know when it's ready and would love to come on and, and discuss it when we launch. But um, I think, you know, just from my experience, a lot of people, it'll be an amazing service, and then we'll have a lot of doctors on board as well who have been actually using cannabis to treat, um, you know, cancer, a lot of other serious diseases who can, you know, help, you know, basically consult people like, hey, if you have cancer and you want to explore using cannabis to help with your symptoms and stuff. Um, We have, you know, people who've done it before and been successful and we can, again, we can't say we're gonna cure your cancer or anything like that, of course, but we can recommend, you know, try this and people have had a lot of success with it. So, you know, we're confident that it could help you at least relieve symptoms. Um, And there's a lot of other, you know, we could go down some rabbit holes when it comes to, uh, you know, alternative cancer treatments, which is something I'm really passionate about and me too researching. Me too. Yeah, I, I love that. Time,
0: well, so. One of my questions I was going to ask you, which maybe we just save this for another time, uh, because I would have to, I have to imagine it's it's right in your wheelhouse, and and you'd be able to produce it pretty quickly, and uh, perhaps even find the most clean way to do it is Rick Simpson oil. I've known, I've known uh, i known, I got to interview Rick Simpson once years ago, and um, and the story of his oil is really interesting there too, and it's a it's a product that I have turned a few people on who are going through some really uh, tough times, and um, especially if they needed even just downtime because the biggest thing about the oil was that it gave you it gave you time to just sleep and rest a lot of people need to sleep to to heal and so i, I got to ask you about that some of the time with the rso but um one last thing here about terpenes um at in the chat room said no one's really interested in terpenes and i find them to be more of the more of a controlling factor On feelings when it comes to all this stuff. Uh, You've mentioned terpenes a couple of times in this call so far, Tyler. Um, Me, my rudimentary understanding of it was that terpenes is where uh, um, the flower gets its very distinct aromas. You'll get a, you know, a lemony uh, scent. Uh, you'll get a pine scent. Those are all the terpenes. Is there a function for terpenes outside of the scent and maybe maybe an aromatic experience that it creates?
5: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think um, I, I was uh, reading something on this a few weeks ago, but there's a lot of research with certain terpenes. I know beta-caraphylene specifically has a lot of its own benefits. So again, even if you were to take beta-caraphylene without any cannabinoids, uh, I'm pretty sure it's it's pretty good for um, inflammation, pain, um, you know racing thoughts even right it kind of slows you down allows you to get a little bit more clarity in your thinking um, I don't know how that inter what interaction is happening that's allowing for that if it again is a down regulating cortisol and some of these you know fight or flight chemicals that are a big reason why uh, you know people are uh, very flustered and anxious you know including myself sometimes right um, but yeah, terpenes are amazing, and again, on their own, they have just as much, if not more, you know, benefits than uh, cannabinoids. But you know, because the plant produces them with cannabinoids, right? I believe that they they have a special relationship and and work kind of synergistically with the cannabinoids. And um, we don't really understand how it's happening yet. You know, it could be on a more uh, quantum, you know, unmeasurable level that's uh, getting into the spiritual realm. But um, yeah, terpenes are amazing, and a lot of people you know it's very rare but people do even take like some terpenes on their own without cannabinoids and have had really you know good success in in treating a lot of these conditions as well
0: oh no, that's uh that's something else that really is I, I tyler thank you so much for everything next time you come on i want to talk about we uh, we should you know updates on on the the um on what you got going on over there. But I also want to talk to you about psychedelics. I had that conversation. I had that conversation with as many people as I can on this show. I know that, uh, that is another, um, another area of interest that you have. And more and more we're seeing from the medical community, the use of psilocybin in one way or another to treat all types of things, to get people to, to, to fight depression, to, to get them off of, you know, to, to treat alcoholism, things like that. And, I think that would be a really great trip down the rabbit hole but in the meantime i just wanted to let everybody know secretnaturecbd.com promo code frankly and if they were to reach out and you know uh, go to a help section or send in some questions to the company someone like you going to answer them back
5: yeah we have a we have two full-time customer service uh representatives so um and anytime you know they don't under you know know the answer to a question they forward it to me or my partner and we answer it so um yeah for sure I, I see a lot of questions that come in and more than happy to answer any for uh truth seekers like your audience so well i i know that people have been having a great time with you anything you want to leave us with tyler no I, i'll say you know on the on the last note you mentioned the psychedelics you know i i'm i'm probably more passionate about psychedelics than i am about cannabis i've done about 10 uh private uh, clinical trials with a, a therapist who's been using them for about 20 years out here in Santa Barbara um and it you know changed my life 100% I've done MDMA uh, psilocybin um ayahuasca um ketamine so I uh, you know I do believe that industry has again just as much if not more potential than uh cannabis in terms of treating these conditions because they they allow us you know as amazing as cannabis is it's really still it's probably the most effective at treating symptoms naturally, but psychedelics, I think are taking a, a, you know, a step further and really getting to the root cause of what causes these symptoms, right? Whether it's a mental, emotional trauma, which, you know, most of the time it is. And then these things manifest in the body, even cancer and a lot of these diseases, um, you know, we're starting to understand they, you know, come from emotional and uh, trauma and childhood, whether that's, you know, sexual or just, you know, Everyone's parents are, uh, are are not perfect, we'll say, and then that leads to a lot of issues down the uh, down the line. So that'll be a big part of this. Uh, the telemedicine too, we're going to be incorporating psychedelic consultations, so people will be able to talk to psychedelic therapists if they're interested in doing, you know, ayahuasca, MDMA, and say, hey, this guy's done, you know, 300 sessions of ayahuasca. He'll be able to tell you if he thinks you should be doing ayahuasca or maybe you should do MDMA because that's more. Um, kind of beneficial for like central nervous system trauma uh and stuff so it'll be kind of a you know mind body spirit telemedicine so I'll uh, I'll keep you guys posted on that and yeah would love to come on next time and talk about archons and uh go down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, of, uh, yeah. Blood
0: drinkers a little bit. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely. It, it, it's too bad that October isn't 30 days longer because there's always crazy shit to talk about, spooky stuff to talk about. And uh, I, I figured I'd ask about the psychedelic stuff just because I know that there's, there's so much gravitating. There's so much um, uh, interest gravitating toward that area. And um, that's definitely not something I, I think I'll ever take the jump on uh but i know that the cbd gotta try
5: microdosing at least
0: well well i i I, I said i don't i think that those days are behind me but the cbd this has been a tremendous addition to my my uh my weeks every once in a while uh popping one uh uh, pre-roll i love the pre-rolls a lot of people out there in the audience do as well and i hope that they keep in touch with you and everybody over there secret nature thanks for the time tonight tyler
5: yeah, thanks for having me. I'll uh, look forward to our next conversation
0: here. It's going to be a good one. And uh, you have yourself a good night.
5: All right, you too, man. All
0: Take right, care. be well. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, Tyler William. Secretnaturecbd.com. Now, yeah, that will be an interesting talk about the about the where where psychedelics are going to treat certain such, uh, symptoms and um it's not like you, you know somebody comes in I From what little I know, it's not like somebody comes in with their they're manically depressed and then they're just sent on a they're just sent on a, a wild mushroom trip it's it's uh It's just very, very small doses, and it's all in pretty, pretty tightly knit therapeutic sessions and whatnot i I don't know if we're talking about big pharma. I know there's a lot of people out there who are probably like, I don't know about that. I don't know about this. And none of this is for me. And I'll just check in later. Well, whatever. Um, that's fine, too. But if we're talking about big pharma and how undue and maybe how unsavory all of their influence is on everything, then I have to say that uh, you may never have taken a, a, a Vicodin to treat pain. Maybe you would smoke a joint to treat pain if it was that bad. Perhaps you would smoke a joint. Perhaps uh, it wouldn't be something recreational for you. But if you know that these substances are out there, and they are of the earth, and uh, in extenuating circumstances, they're, 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 they, they might be useful to go to instead of getting on uh, the Percocets and the, uh, you know, the Oxys. That's um, that's something that is worth considering. You know, it's, myself included I, I don't want anything to do with American hospitals and if I can stay away from western medicine as much as I can then fine it does not mean that in an emergency situation I would not be uh, very grateful for all the powers of the emergency room to come down and keep me alive until I can get back on my feet and get back to my old way of living uh, it, it's miraculous what we have available to us in emergency settings and all that. So, um, that's why I say extenuating circumstances. Who knows? Who knows? But Tyler was a great great conversation, and I hope you enjoyed it. All right, 858, that's all we have right now. Let me make sure I get all of my super chats out of the way, and then I have to go get caught up on what happened with uh, with Lee Zeldin. Sean Haig says, tell Tyler he was awesome in National Treasure. Oh, my God, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that? What was the character's name? He had to have heard that before. Oh man! Oh, wait. I, I, I the name of the character is right there, right there, and I can't. Come on, last chance to remember Frank before you see the IMDb. Last chance to remember Frank. Uh, no, I'm not going to remember. Riley. Justin Bartha, Riley Poole. That is a uh, I I love that. I love that movie. The First National Treasure especially, very fun movie. I can't wait to can't wait to show it to Aurora along with all the Indiana Joneses and have her actually like understand the plot a little bit. Um Let's see here. Summer seven one one says, "Please ask Tyler who are his favorite living stand-up comedians, and was he at a Skank Fest Vegas last weekend?" I didn't see this. Damn. Sean again says, "We have to qu- we have to change our course quick, or another hundred and fifty thousand Jews could be forced to uh, to manual labor again." Okay. Yes, we must change our course quick. Uh, actually, probably many more. Uh, many more than 150,000 would be. Would be. Uh, I know what you're trying to say there, but I, I think that a lot more lives are actually on the line than you think. That's. Um, yeah, that's that's where we that's where we start going off into the the, the GDL territory. We're like, okay. And then Larkstar, bravo, so proud to see you published for, oh, published, no, that's before. Thank you so much for that. And then on over to the foxhole one last time. FalcoLon, thank you. Candelicious, Mike Myers is great show, Frank, more CBD discussions, please. And Pam D, and also FalcoLon again. You guys have been great. I'm going to release the Scratch It right now, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of your evening. It feels like it's at least a Wednesday, doesn't it? Crazy. Feels like it's at least a Wednesday, but it's not, and that's all I have. Thank you, guys. I will talk to you tomorrow. Be well. Take care of yourselves and others, and uh, keep your pants off. Keep your pants off. It's not freezing yet. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, he's killed... Filmed before a live studio audience. Did I just say killed? Uh and how our super chatters starting with Sean Haig, Summer711 Larkstar444 Hello Kitty SKS and Stowstube. not to be outdone by Crestmont Bear Thank you guys we'll see you tomorrow Thank you to everybody on the Rumble and everybody on the Foxhole and on Rockfin and Theta and YouTube DLive Twitch Oh it's just so many of you love you take care